My name's Dylan, and this is my wife, Morgan. We're from Burke Burnett, and we've been going to City Hope for three years now. So I'd um, grown up in pretty much in church. Uh, it was just the Christians that I saw around me weren't true Christians. It was um, Sundays, you behaved one way, and you went to church out of obligation, and then you know, Wednesday nights, you, you did the same, and then every other day of the week, you got to act how you wanted and be who you wanted to be. And um, so I kind of took on that mentality that I, I did what I'd always seen in the past. And I would just go to church on Sunday and Wednesday nights, and then I would live my life completely different in every other day of the week. Um, and that's the Christian that Dylan met. So when we got married, that's who I was. That's what I did. Um, and so that's what he had experienced. And, um, and then, like I in the pandemic, I just felt like I needed something else. I just needed more and something needed to change. And so when we started um, searching for a church, we found City Hope and it was just um, filled with peace and joy and everyone um, seemed like they really lived out what they um, were doing on Sundays. That it didn't seem like as soon as they walked out of the building on Sunday that their lives completely went back to normal or how they would you know, live differently. It seemed like um, they really believed what they professed that they believed on Sundays and that things weren't um, just a facade. Out of duty to Morgan, I would tag along and go. Um, I didn't always want to. I'd <laughs> find reasons to get out of going when I could and stuff, but. So we, um, <clears throat> I joined a small group probably a little, a little less than a year after I'd started going. It took me a while to get kind of started. I'd prayed um, for Dylan to become more involved because I was starting to, to get involved and, and I wanted him to be there with me. I didn't want to sit alone and I, I wanted him to, um, to be there with me. So um, I prayed fervently in 21 days of prayer that um, things would change and that we would find relationships with other people. And um, I mean, it was right after 21 days of prayer that we had uh, two couples invite us to a small group. And that's the one that Dylan first joined me at. And it was a couple small group. And um, so I opened up and I told the other wives that, you know, I was praying over Dylan to come. Like, um, I didn't feel like I needed to hide that he wasn't really a believer yet. I don't think she knew how I felt at the time. You know, so that, I mean, there was many nights and mornings driving to church in a small group where you know I had a lot of anxiety and you know some sleepless nights thinking like if you know if she knew this is how I felt like you know thinking yeah if she knew this is how I felt like would that change our relationship for the worse because I would lay awake at night worried about Dylan's salvation and about um, that he would see me differently because like, I had not been the Christian that I am now. I just continually prayed that Dylan would draw close and that he would find relationships that would, uh, with other men that would draw him closer and that he would go through freedom and that um, he would become the spiritual leader in our family. And you know, my faith grew and I would say I became a believer. Um, it was really like me at that freedom conference. I just mean, I felt God's presence and a change in me and um, just, you know, decided it was time to go all in my life. I mean, I have been happier than I can 
remember ever being, you know, I'd never considered myself an unhappy person. I didn't really think I was missing anything in my life. Thought I could do things on my own. I thought I had under, my life under control, but I mean, I really didn't, you know, I was missing a lot. And I just say God has a better plan for you than the path you're on. I said since then, I've been happiest I've been. I like I've been healthier. Like our relationship, <laughs> you know, has gone to another level, and yeah. I don't know, it's, it's been amazing. And you'll leave better than you came. You'll have friendships, lifelong friendships, um, better knowledge of um, the Bible and understanding, and and a greater relationship than you can ever imagine with, with God. So. church who's glad to be at church today anybody glad to be in God's house yeah yeah hey I'm so thankful and I'm just so grateful for stories like Dylan and Morgan's story amen everybody it just it just reminds us that if God could do it for somebody else he could do it for us he could do it for me and for you do you believe that today I'm just so thankful for for what God is doing here and how he's moving how he's working in all of our lives and drawing us all closer to him and and I want to take a moment, too, just to give a big shout-out to everybody who's on the other side of the camera today. Those not with us in person, man, I wish you were here. I'm just telling you, it's better in person. If you're local, you got to get here because it is just better when you're around a group of believers. Isn't that right, everybody? Come on, let's put our hands together. Welcome everybody on the other side of the camera today. Glad that you're with us. And we're in uh, week four of, four, our, actually our fourth and final installment of the series that we're calling Heart for the House. And so we're wrapping up today. It's Commitment Sunday, and we'll tell you more about that in just a moment. But if you're a guest with us today, uh, I want to just say welcome to church and thank you for being here with us. This series is one of those series that's kind of a, it's for those who call City Hope home. And if you're new to church with us, we would love for you to call City Hope home. Isn't that right, everybody? We'd just love for you to be a part of what God's doing here. And so I'm, I've kind of been uh, casting vision over the last several weeks. And today we're going to end it up with a, uh, an offering and a commitment Sunday as we are embarking on a spiritual journey. Uh, we would love for you to be a part of what God is doing here. For the last three weeks, we've been casting vision like just talking about vision, remind, telling you where we're headed. And the reason we're talking about vision is because the Bible says without vision, people perish. perish. It actually says that in Proverbs 29, um, 16. And, and in the message paraphrase, it says it this way, actually verse 18, that if people can't see what God's doing, if they don't know where they're headed, if they can't see what God's up to, they stumble. Kind of like you would stumble if you were walking around your house in the dark. Come on. Like you stump your toe and you say a, a wordy dirt, all right? You know what I'm talking about? It's, it's, you, see, you, you stumble. But, but when you, I love this part, when you attend to what he reveals, when you lean into what we've been talking about the last few weeks, when you lean into heart for the house, in our case, that's the vision that we have, that's when you are the, say this with me, most blessed. And that's what we want for you is to, we want you to live a life that's most blessed. We want that for our church, for us as individuals and families to live most blessed. And, and I've been privileged to be able to lead you on this journey. And, that, and, and our heart for this series has been that you would develop a heart for the house of God. That like David, you would be able to say, zeal for your house consumes me. 
that you'd be able to say, man, we, we are building hope for eternity. This is not just about land or building. It's about making a difference in people's lives. Amen, everybody? So Heart for the House, the goal isn't to, to buy land. It's not to buy a building or anything like that. The goal is people. To make room for people who aren't here yet, to create an atmosphere where people can come, uh, keep coming to church and, and that there's room for every person who wants to be a part of City Hope Church. In fact, the more I think about this, the more I get fired up, the more burdened I become for our city. Because I think about as long as there are rapes in our city, there's work to be done. As long as there are murders in our city, there's work to be done. As long as there are foster kids in our city, there's work. Man, City Hope is here. As long as there's robberies and violent crimes and there's, and there's uh, substance abuse and, and, and there's addictions, there's work to be done in our city. As long as there's a county jail and a state prison and a state hospital, come on, there's work to be done in our city. There's, God has something in store for us. As long as there's strip clubs and as long as there are, there are um, uh, mental health facilities and there's, there's kids who are far from God, we have a work to do because heaven and hell are real. And that's, that's the driving force behind what we're doing. So that's why we're looking, that's why we're talking about buying property. Uh, you know, I think about every Sunday here at church, um, our parking lot has 200 parking spaces in it. That's not a lot of parking spaces. Now, it, it, all right, so just to kind of give you a, a, um, an idea, this room seats 750 people. There's 750 chairs in here. And your parking lot really, de it, it determines how many people you can get in the building. Our parking lot has 200 spaces. Uh, at 2.3 people per parking space, that's about 450-ish people who could come to church here. But thankfully, we have a road that y'all park on too. There's 200 car parks, as they would say over in Europe, right? There's, we have 200 cars in the car park. Uh, but, <laughs> But here, like we have the road, we have, we have uh, a home health agency up the road, we have Junior League. There are 150 additional cars that park outside of the parking lot. 350 cars a week that will be in one particular service. Thank God that we have the road. Thank God that we have some space around us. Otherwise, man, we, we, would, we would miss out on an opportunity to welcome more people to church. And so you think about the parking lot, you think about our kids' spaces that are overcrowded. Um, think about these, this room, um, many times is in overflow. We're pulling out chairs, especially in the 1045 service. You think about uh, our growth track room. Our growth track has been in overflow this, this month, everybody. We've been having to pull out chairs in overflow. It's been amazing. Um, over half of our building is not even ADA compliant. And, and part of that is because it was built in the 70s and it didn't have to be. And so as we remodel things, we have to bring it up to code. But, um, but how many of you know if we, if we had a larger footprint where we could start over and build exactly what we wanted, it would, be, it would meet a whole lot more needs and there would be a whole lot more people who could come to experience the life change of Jesus Christ. And so, so here's, here's what I'm saying. This is a bold statement, but here's, I really mean it that if we choose to do nothing, if we chose to just got, get complacent here, if, if we choose to not make room for people, we're making a choice to turn people away. To say, sorry, seat's taken. Can't sit here. Y'all remember Forrest Gump? 
Didn't make room for my brother, right? So, so I'm saying we're not, we're not going to be like that. We're going to make room for people because heaven and hell are real. And so the vision, the desire we've had is that we have this financial goal through Heart for the House to raise $4 million over three years to purchase land or a building, if there is one that exists, that will eventually become a new facility to meet the needs of City Hope Church for generations to come. That's the vision. And by the way, it's not to buy land or a building. It's to make room for people who aren't here yet. That's the heart behind it, to reach people. And so I had a question as I was thinking about this. What do you do with vision? What do you do? Not, not like in general, but what do you do with vision? And I think everybody does one of two things. You either throw water on the fire and you douse it and you say, well, I just don't know why we got to be doing all this stuff. You know, why we just can't stay here and, you know, be us forward no more and, you know, just get along with, just do for us and ours, right? Or you can throw gas on the fire. Yeah, because you throw some gas on the fire like, guys, we can do this, man. This is the right thing to do. Hey, I, I, I did throw gas on the fire when I was about... 10 years old, and it, um, it's, it's pretty incredible, also very dangerous. <laughs> Boom! It's awesome. But what I'm talking about is, it, it kind of reminds me of the story of, of when Moses was trying to send some people to scope out the promised land. All right, he was, he had, they had this vision that you guys, Israel, you're going to walk into the promised land one day. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's incredible. What a great place this is. And so Moses chooses 12 people to go scope it out, and they become spies. They're secret agents, and they're walking into the promised land. They're, they're checking things out. And, and when they come back, there's mixed reports. One group of people is throwing water on the fire, and the other group is throwing gas on the fire. See, the first group comes back, and there's 10 of them, and these 10, these 10 people, they throw water on the fire, and they say, guys, we can't do this. It's just, this is out of our league. I know that God said we should. I, I know that this is the right thing to do, but we just, you know, it's too scary. We're going to get destroyed. In fact, we look like grasshoppers in their sight. This is just too big for us. We, we don't need to do this. But on the other hand, there, was, there were two. Remember, there was 12 total that went out. Ten of them said, we can't do it. They threw water on the fire. Two of them threw gas on the fire. Two of them said, guys, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. If we don't do this now, I mean, we may miss this opportunity. They said things like, hey, we're going to, we're going to live in houses we didn't build. We're going to sleep in beds that we didn't buy. We're going to eat from a harvest that we didn't toil over. Hey, we're, we're going to drink from wells that we didn't dig. What an opportunity. And Joshua was, Joshua was one of those people that went out, and he says, look at this, we are well able to take the land. And I just feel that way about us today, that we are well able to take the land. In fact, I want you to say this with me. We are well able to take the land. We're well able. We can do this. We can do it. What was he doing? Throwing, he was throwing some gas on the fire. Let's go, guys. Come on, we, we can do this. And the truth is, at this point, they didn't do it. They missed an opportunity. Now, of course, we know later on that Joshua led the people of Israel into the promised land. It, it happened later on, but, you know, there were some people who had to get out of the way because they were trying to douse the vision that God had for them. 
And what I'm, what I'm hoping for us is that we would be a church that throws some gas on the fire. Let's do this. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Write, I am the Joshua generation. And what I mean by that is I believe that God has brought you here for this moment, for this period of time in history to be the Joshua generation for City Hope Church. Like that you are the ones who will be able to take the land for generations to come. That people will experience life change and hope and revival and peace and their marriages will be healed because there was a group of people in 2024 who said, I'm willing to go, I'm willing to take the land, I'm willing to invest, I'm willing to make it happen. Come on, somebody, you're the Joshua generation. So let's throw some, let's throw some gas on the fire. Let's throw some gas on it. And so I thought we would, um, I want to share with you just some things that have happened in the last five years. You guys know that we're, a, we're only a five-year-old church, and God has really just been so faithful to, to City Hope. Um, it's amazing to see what God's done. What I'm about to show you doesn't even include the two months that we've already experienced so far this year. But I want to show you just what's happened in the last five years up to the end of 2023 is that 1,418 documented salvations, people who wrote their names on a card and said, I'm going all in. I'm giving my life to Jesus. 1,397 documented recommitments, people who said, you know what, I'm far from God. I need to get back right with God. I need to, I need to make him a priority in my life again. I need to put him, I need to go all in. And I love this. Check this out, 459 water baptisms. People who said, I'm going public with my faith. Which, by the way, that's happening next Sunday. And, and if you haven't been water baptized, come on. This is the, it's the first and next step for you, all right? After you give your life to Christ, is be water baptized. And 843 new members who have gone through the growth track and said, you know what? I want to lock arms with what's happening here. I want to be a part of it. I want to I link in with what you're doing. And... 3,095 first-time guests. That was, that's actually all of us. We've all been first-time guests in the last five years. Check this out. 18,766 hours of prayer have been prayed. All right, uh, let, me, let me help you understand something. Everything, all the other things that I've mentioned is because of this. All of the salvations, recommitments, the people who come to church, all, all of the baptisms, it's because there are people who pray and seek the face of God on a regular basis every Saturday at 9 a.m., 21 days of prayer. And then I love this, nearly a million dollars, $859,000 has been given to missions outside the walls of our church just in the first five years. And so if you could imagine with me, just imagine what the next five years could be like. What, what could God do in the next five years? Imagine, I want you to imagine a church where lost people are comfortable, where people who are far from God, they, they can take their next steps. Imagine a church where lives can be changed, where addicts can be set free, where, where people have hope for a future and a place to belong. Imagine a church where everybody's welcome and anything is possible. Imagine a church where the service is enjoyable. I was just talking to a lady in the balcony just a few minutes ago before the service who said, we've been coming three months and it is the best day of the week. You're right. I can't wait to get back. It's just amazing. It's not endurable. It's enjoyable. Can't wait to come back. Um, what, if we, what if there was a church that was a breath of fresh air? Oh, what a joy to be a part of this. We're where you could take your next steps towards Jesus. Imagine a church where 
God could move in your life. He could convict you and you could, you could grow in your faith and grow in your walk with the Lord. Imagine a church where people can discover their purpose, find their place, and live their lives to make a difference in the kingdom of God. That's, that's what we've been praying for. That's what we've been praying for, 18,766 hours of prayer. And so the last three weeks, we've been talking about David and Solomon. And um, I've been using their story as a playbook for how, how we're trying to do this, um, this spiritual journey that we're on, Heart for the House. And there's a couple scriptures that, that really we've talked about the last few weeks. And, and I just want to remind you that the Lord has chosen you, church. He's chosen you to be a part of this for this it's, it's like Mordecai told Esther, for such a time as this, this moment, right now, you were called for this. Be strong and do the work. David said the work is huge. This thing that God's given us, it's huge. It's not just a place to meet each other. This building is not just a place where we get together and we do some high fives and we celebrate some things and we, we golf clap when there's a good point in the sermon. No, it's a place for us to meet God. It's a place for God to meet us, for him to transform our lives. David said, and how about you? Who's, who among you is ready and willing to join in the giving? Let's, who's, who's ready to do this? So I've titled the message today, All In, okay? Because in just a moment, I'm going to preach a little bit shorter today, and we're gonna, I'm going to give you an opportunity to go all in at the end of the service. All in with your life, first of all. There's some of you in this room today, you're far from God. And you need to go all in with God. You've been playing patty cake with him. You've been like just tiptoeing around religion. It's time for you to go all in. Let's just face it. And, you've, and, and every once in a while you'll raise your hand and, yeah, I feel convicted of my sin. It's time, everybody. It's time to go all in. And I'm going to give you that opportunity in just a moment. But there's some of you here today who call City Hope home. It's time for us to go all in, to, to, to be a part of Heart for the House, what God's calling us to do. And so um, I want to celebrate something with you before, before I move on. Um, this, earlier this week, we had an opportunity. Uh, at the end of the service today, we'll, we'll worship the Lord with our commitments and our offerings. Earlier this week, we had an opportunity to let the leaders of our church commit first. That's exactly what David did. David went first, and then the leaders of the church went. And so we had our legacy team. We had our dream team. There were over about 400 people earlier this week who came together and made some commitments on Monday and Tuesday night. And I, I got to tell you, I am so proud in a good way, not a sinful way, all right? In a good way, I am so proud because check this out. Um, earlier this week... Those people on Monday and Tuesday committed 62% of the $4 million that, that, yeah, it's incredible. 62%. That's amazing. And I'm so proud of that, so thankful for that. So that leaves us with a, a 1.5 million that, that is left to be committed, and I'm counting on you for that. I'm believing God's going to speak to your heart about that today, because today's Commitment Sunday. We'll do first fruits here in just a minute. Over the last three weeks, we've been talking and, and asking you to pray about what sacrifice looks like for your family, and we call it first fruits. It's really just an offering, but we call it first fruits because it's the first and best portion of what you commit to give. So whatever the Lord has put on your heart to commit 
to heart for the house for the next three years. You're just going to bring the first part of that as an offering today. Does that make sense? That's, that's all it is. It's not, it's not, it, it, sometimes I forget that maybe not everybody knows what a first fruit offering is, but that's all it is. And so 100% of today's offering is going to go to make a difference through heart for the house. All right? So here's what I want you to know is that I believe in you. Okay? I believe in you. In fact, um, let me share these. I, I got to share this. This past Monday and Tuesday, we did those commitment dinners. I'll just hear this. Here's what I know. God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. Agree? He wants to bless you. Satan hates you, and he has a plan for your life. Agree? He wants to destroy you. So I need you to know that as you get ready to commit today, man, God is going to do a work I believe he, he, he can open the windows of heaven and bless you, but I also know that when you step out in a commitment like this, I know that it gets the enemy's attention too. And he'll do whatever he can to distract you from fulfilling what God calls you to do. You know what I'm saying? All right. So check this out. Earlier this week, there was a, um, on Monday, a couple that was, they, they were making a commitment on Monday night. They were taking some time to fill out their card. And um, the husband starts filling out the card. And he writes a number on the card larger than what he and his wife had discussed. It kind of becomes a problem, right? It's like, whoa, 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 this is not what we agreed on, right? What are you, what are you doing? And so they kind of have this little discussion and, you know, what, you know, what do we do? And so they said, well, we're just, we're going to go with it. Uh, and honest to God, as I'm standing here today, they tell, told us the story that the next day, the very next day after they make that commitment, he gets a notice from his employer that he is receiving back pay from, from, for, the last, um, for the last six years from his employer. Come on, somebody. That to me, you can't tell me that's not God. You can't tell me that's not God. That's incredible. Another story, there was a man who was at the dinner, and he, he was there by himself because his wife wasn't able to be there. She, um, she has severe kidney disease. Her kidneys have been failing. She's been on dialysis. For the last uh, five years, the last five years, he makes a commitment on Monday. She's been waiting on a kidney for a long time. Makes a commitment on Monday. On Wednesday, she's on a flight to get her brand new kidney. Come on, somebody. I just believe that's God. That's a miracle. I believe it. I believe it. So let me, let me just help you today really quickly. Let me give you five thoughts about how do we achieve this vision that God's given us is we've got to take a significant risk as the people of God. We've got to step out in faith. You might call it sacrifice. You might call it faith. You might call it even risky. We're going to have to step out in faith to do what God's called us to do. And, and three years is a long time, but how many of you know God can do something incredible in three years? He can do... He, and so what we're asking you is just to say... All right, I'm going to step out in faith, and as God enables me, as God blesses me, we're going to do whatever he's put on your heart, all right? We've got to, let's take a step of faith together. To achieve the vision, we need a plan, okay? So we can't just, you know, we can't just fly by the seat of our pants. If, if we're going to accomplish what God asks us to do, you have a generous heart, I know that, but it can't happen if you don't have margin in your life. You know what margin is? It's, it's, it's a little bit of room on both sides where, you, where you're, not, you're not spending all the money that, you've come, that comes in. In fact, um, you, you, you put a little bit back. You, you tell your money where to go and how to, and how to act, right? You create margin in your life. In fact, we walked our whole staff through a small group called Financial Foundations. 
we offer it, that small group is offered every small group semester, and we'd love for you to go through it. It's an incredible small group. It helps you grow in your financial, um, and financial walk. But for us as a family, we just made, we know that we've got to make some long-term decisions. We know that uh, maybe we have to cancel some subscriptions. Maybe uh, we've talked about what does our long-term plans look like? Um, are there some things that we can cut back on? Do we, do we do a different vacation or maybe not go on vacation? What does it look like? We even talked about what can we sell? including our house. And I'm not asking you to do that, but you, ask, you do what God asks you to do, right? What can we do? And so we're just trying to get on the same page. The third thing is to get in unity, to achieve the vision. We need to be in unity, starting with our family first. Your family needs to be in unity, and then the church in unity. So what's your family's role in this? How is your family talking about it? How are you guys working together to achieve what God has asked you to do and I know for us, we want our entire family to be a part of this. We want everybody to be a part of this. Here's the third thing, or fourth rather, is think of why more than what. All right, this is, this is what I really love to talk about. I love to talk about the why. Because the why is really who. If, if, we, if we could all agree that we're doing this for people who aren't here yet, then that's the reason. That's the why. The why is the who, and I'm not talking about the, the band, all right? The who, right? I'm not talking about them. Who are you? I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about, go, go with me for a minute. I'm talking about your children and your grandchildren and your, your kids' classmates, and I'm talking about that convicted felon, and I'm talking about the child who grew up fatherless, the who. And, I, and I'm talking about people who have experienced the worst parts of life, the, the vulnerable, the broken, the marginalized, the hurting. I'm talking about those who are bound up in addiction, single moms and, 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 and men who are just bound up in, in, in themselves. I'm talking about marriages that need to be healed. I'm talking about teenagers that are vulnerable. That's the who. And that's why, that's why we're doing this. So who are we here for? Those who aren't here yet. And here's the fifth reason. Fifth thing to achieve the vision. You have to trust God. Don't trust yourself. Trust God in this. God is not intimidated by big requests. He's not intimidated by your big prayer needs but he is moved by big faith. God answers bold prayers because, and let me say it this way, God honors bold prayers because bold prayers honor God. He's moved by big faith. Trust God in this process. What I'm asking you to be a part of is not legal. It's not a legal document. It's a step of faith. It's a step of faith of what God, as God enables me, as God gives me the, the power to do this, I'm going to step out in faith and do what he's called me to do. Why? Because he's chosen me. I'm chosen. I'm part of the Joshua generation. I'm chosen to do this task. I'm going to be strong and accomplish the work. And I'm going to remember that without God, we can't do it. Without God, this is... This is just an, another, another fundraiser. Without God, this is just another thing to, to 
to be a part of, but with God, thousands of people will come to know Jesus Christ. Wichita Falls will be changed and transformed through the glory and the power and the presence of God. Without us, God will not. He's looking for a generation of people who will step into faith and say, I'm in. I'm all, I'm all in. So the question I have for you is what does sacrifice look like for you? What does it look like for you? And if you would bow your heads and close your eyes because for some people in the room today, sacrifice is not about giving towards heart for the house. Sacrifice is giving your life to Jesus Christ. It's time for you to go all in. You've been holding back. You've been trying to do life on your own. You've been trying to be strong enough and be good enough and do it your way. And, and I'm just here to tell you today that it doesn't work like that. Maybe your commitment is not a financial commitment, but it's surrendering your life to Jesus Christ, giving your life to Jesus today. And if you're here and you're far from God and you don't know God, you're distant in your relationship with him. You've never gone all in. You've never said yes to a relationship with Jesus. I want you to know that this could be, this could be a benchmark moment. This could be a game-changing moment for you. And if you're ready to do that today, you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus on the count of three, I wanna lead you in a prayer. But you have to make the decision. I can't make it for you. I need you to make the decision that I'm ready to go all in. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to boldly slip up your hand and let me pray for you, lead you in a prayer of surrendering your life to Jesus today. One, two, three. Come on, slip up your hand today. I see you. I see you back here. God bless you. I'm ready to surrender my life. I see you over here. Anybody else? I'm going all in. I'm giving Jesus my life today. I'm fully surrendering my life. I see you back here in the back. Five, six. Who else would say that's me? I'm, I'm giving Jesus my life. I see you up top. I surrender to him. I surrender. I can't do this without him. I need his presence. I need his power. I see you back there. God bless you. I'm proud of every one of you. All right, let's pray this prayer together, church. And let's surrender our lives to Jesus. Say, Jesus... I give you my life. I surrender. Heart, soul, mind, strength. I need you. Will you forgive me? Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new. Give me a fresh start. A new beginning. I give you my life. And from this day forward, I will live for you and serve you the best that I know how. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, church, let's give Jesus the best praise we can today. He's worthy of it. He's worthy of it. Amen. Hey, I'm so proud of every one of you. About eight people, I think I counted, that said yes to Jesus today, and I want to encourage you to, to, to do two things. One, let me know about it on your connection card. When you came in, they handed you a worship guide. There's a place right there that says my commitment today, my decision today. Let me know. That's the most important decision you'll ever make. More than anything else you'll ever do in this life is giving your life to Jesus. So let me know about that. And then secondly, on your way out, there is a place out there um, on the right-hand side as you leave the, the building. It's called Next Steps. And there's a, there's a little box that we would love to give you. It's just some it's our resource to you. It's a help for you to be able to know what do you do 
next, all right? Now, if you will, try to hang with me for a few minutes. I, I preach shorter because we're gonna end today with a, a time of commitment, all right? And I'm gonna ask you to just hang with me just for a couple more minutes as we go through this time of commitment. But um, the last three weeks, we've been talking about vision, casting vision, catching vision. But today is really a time to complete the vision, to complete what God's asked us to do. And so um, if you'll do this for me, if you'll pull out your worship guide and pull out your, your commitment card, and Annalise, if you'll come on up and join me now, um, and, and you can bring the family too if you guys want to come on up, or you can come up in a minute, however you want to do it. I'd love for you to take that commitment card, and I want to walk you through this. On the back side of it, I want you to look at the side. If Everybody, everybody take one in your hands. Even, even if you say, man, ain't no way. I'm doing this, Pastor Ben, I, and, and no way. That's fine. You'll just get to one day walk around and go, man, look what we did, right? And, and that's okay too. But, um, but what I'd love for you to do is take this card in your hands, and on this part that says creative giving, um, this just illustrates the power of consistent giving, the power of giving a little bit. Like when we do a little, together we do a lot. All right, even... Even if there's a number not on here, you're welcome, you're welcome to give that, right? You're welcome to commit that, even if it's not on here. I know somebody maybe could do million. Somebody could do hundreds of thousands. Somebody, you're like, man, Pastor Ben, all I could do is 2,000 over three years. And that's a sacrifice. Because what, what God wants is he doesn't want equal amounts. He wants equal sacrifice from all of us to give as, as we're led, all right? And so then... Um, Flip over to the part that says my uh, com commitment card over on that side, commitment card. Okay? Where it says commitment card, I'm going to lead you through this little spot right here. Right at, the, right at the top, it says, we commit, I, we commit to, to give to the Lord through heart for the house over and above regular tithes and offerings. And in that first line there, it's our three-year total commitment. So you're just going to put the total amount right there. Whatever the Lord has put on your heart, you just put that there. And then on the next line, it says, we plan to give it accordingly. And there's a blank with four check boxes. So maybe you're going to give weekly. And you can check that box and then on the line, put the amount you'll give weekly or monthly, annually. However you plan to do that, just fill it out there. And then the next part says, we plan to give a non-cash gift. So for those of you who are maybe giving stock or crypto, in fact, there's several of you I know who want to do that, you can actually go to cityhopefamily.com slash give stock. That'll take you to uh, the, uh, our, our partner that filters all of the stock donations for us. And so you'll, you'll just do it that way, all right? But if you're giving like real estate or stock crypto or coins or I don't know, real, I don't could be like antique. Somebody gave us a sewing machine. Come on, somebody, we're gonna sell that. Somebody, somebody is giving a Jeep Grand Cherokee. We're gonna sell it. Value of twenty-three thousand dollars. We'll sell that. It'll go to heart for the house. Just put that there, and then, then the amount, and then on the bottom, make sure you put who you are, because what we'll do is we'll we'll put these pledges, these commitments into our system it'll be tied to your name and we we don't want to put it to somebody else's name or get them mixed up or anything like that so make sure we know who you are all right and here's what i believe i believe with all of my heart that god has something great for city hope church 
Here's what I believe, that if we are careful to do what God has asked us to do through sacrifice, I believe that we're going to possess the good land that he has in store for us, and we're going to pass it on as an inheritance to our descendants forever. Come on, does anybody else believe that today? That he has a good land in store for us. He has something for us. I believe it this way, that God has been holding a piece of property from the, from the moment he created the earth. He knew that in 2024, there's going to be a church in Wichita Falls, City Hope. They're going to be looking for some land, and I'm going to hold this piece of property for them. He's been waiting for this moment for, uh, for City Hope Church. I believe it with all my heart. And so here's what I know. Sacrifice is not something we have to do. It's something we get to do. And I'm just asking you to be obedient in everything that God has asked you to do. Amen? All right. So here's how we'll do it. Here's how you can give. And your offering today, 100% of it, will go to Heart for the House. We'll actually, we'll, we'll use 10% of that to give to mission partners. Okay? We do that for every dollar that comes in. But if you're giving um, cash or check, use your giving envelope. And... Um, Today, all of that's going to go to Heart for the House. In the future, there will be a line there that says Heart for the House. And if you, if you choose to give that way in the future, just mark it there. Um, if you're giving online or with a card, credit card, you can choose the job. There's a drop down that says Heart for the House. You can choose that. If you're texting, I like to text. So if you like to text to give, it's 84321 is the, the number. But you, get, you text the amount followed by H4H. And it'll go to that fund. And then, of course, we talked about crypto and stock and how you can do that. And, and one of the best ways is to set it up to recur so that it's happening on a regular basis. All right? So here's, here's what I want to ask you. It's what David asked his people. How about you? Who among you is ready and willing to join in the giving? And I'm going to give you a couple minutes, just, just a, a couple minutes here to as a family or if you're here by yourself to commit this to God to yourself right where you are fill this out get your offering ready and we have we're actually going to bring our offering to the front today if you're in the balcony there should be a baskets at the uh, at the front of the balcony as well we're going to bring it because this is an act of worship all right so i'm going to ask Annalise to pray for us and and then we're going to worship the lord with giving we thank you so much for today and we just thank you for this opportunity to come together as a church family God and commit before you in worship to what you are doing here at City Hope in City Hope and through City Hope through this entire community God you're using us you're using us as a church family God and I just thank you father for the commitments that are going to be made today God I thank you for peace over the families in this room God as they pray about what you're calling them to step out in faith to do together as a family, God. I thank you that you give them peace. I thank you for wisdom and clarity, God, that we would hear your voice in this, Father, and that you would lead us and guide us and direct us, God. And I just thank you, Father, that you give us the strength to stand on your word and your promises and the truth that you have for us as we take this seat, this journey together for heart for the house, God. When the enemy comes and he tries to distract and he tries to 
get our focus shifted, Father, that we would stand on your word and your truth and that we would walk in peace with you, Father. We thank you so much for what you're going to do through City Hope and through Heart for the House in years and years to come. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.